Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Dude, this is not good. Oh, what now? I'm going to get in trouble in this episode. Are you sure? Yeah. Now, before we even figure out why, can I go ahead and get a couple things out of the way? Yes. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Fullscale.io. And also, while you're checking out our website, check us out on Instagram at, at Startup Hustle Podcast. And if you want to see how beautiful Matt Watson looks today, go to the Startup Hustle YouTube channel. Dude. That was awesome. You followed our HR policy. Thanks. You actually read that the right way. I did. I have a piece of paper that seems to bring that up. And speaking of HR, now that the podcast has gone to new levels, I've decided that we're going to have some policy and some guidelines. And in order to outline those and figure out what we needed to do, I've brought in an expert. So I'm going to introduce Erica Brune, who is the president and co-founder of Lever One. Hello. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Happy to be here. I feel like we're hosting Toby from the office. I better not like violate any HR rules today. <laughs> Is Only that fair? two so far. <laughs> he's he's already violated two. Well, you guys are making fun of each other. Ah, we yeah. can't. It's, man, well, that's problematic. Yeah. God, this Matt is, is a jerk. There you go. It's actually okay to, to be a jerk as long as you're a jerk to everybody, right? Don't we keep it general. Out. Well, we like to keep it general. Like Matt is trying to touch me under the table right now. Okay. That, but do you like it? <laughs> See, this is the key. <laughs> oh. It has to be unwanted. Oh. Maybe. Okay. I don't know, dude. I don't even know where it crosses the line. But so this is this is a topic that I think is is interesting and and you know we can't have a little fun with it but as if any business has a need for human resources management correct that's right and why as soon as they have their first employee they fall under certain federal and state guidelines and there are a lot of laws that they have to start following so it's important it's also important for the business's culture they want to have people enjoy working for them and not go online and start making bad reviews about their business. True. We're all people businesses. That's right. And that is true. So to give you a little background, and I, I'll go ahead and shout out some accolades. Well, your business does deal with businesses of all size. But speaking of the size of the business, you in 2017 were named the fastest growing company in Kansas City and Missouri. That's right. That's right. Congrats. I appreciate it. Must have had a lot to do with the robust HR policies that... <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's been it's been an exciting journey. We're in our seventh year, and we're adding adding clients as quickly as we can. People are into outsourcing these days. They yeah. want an expert to take care of, of what they don't want to do, and and we're here to do that for them. We know all about that. HR is one of those things. I don't right. Want to do. So you know, and then another thing too. Also in 2017, you were number 47 on the Inc. 500. Yep. Boom. That's where, pretty awesome. Where was Stackify this year? 300 something. Oh, dude, you got work to do. Yeah. And there's always next year. Yeah. Okay. So, so when we say HR, I mean, obviously HR is, is human resources, but that covers a whole lot of different things. So like, what are the different things that a company like yours will offer a business of any size or scale? We try and be a one-stop shop for business owners to come to under that HR umbrella. And that can be general human resources like employee relations. Yay, my boss is touching me under the table, the handbooks. He's certain... not the boss. Okay. 
go ahead. Sorry. But are you touching him? No comment. Okay. Payroll, <laughs> benefits, <laughs> workers' compensation, risk management, you name it, recruitment. We try and help all of our businesses with all of those areas. And they can pick and choose. Not everybody needs everything at the same time, depending on where their business is at. But we want to have the resources available so that they can have one lever to pull. Get it? And and we can help them with it. So you guys also um, help sell or resell or whatever the right way to say that would be uh, health insurance and stuff like that too. That's right. A PEO, professional employer organization, is its own unique industry and it has the ability to offer large group health care for oh, so you all guys members operate of as the a PEO. PEO. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yep. So do you do you help companies that don't want to do PEO or do you only do PEO? Yeah. We're, we offer PEO or non-PEO. They can pick and choose okay. which products they want. Yeah. Can you explain what PEO is exactly? It stands for Professional Employer Organization. And the IRS has a lot of really small print language that describes that PEOs are doing something called co-employment. They recognize the PEO as the employer of record, and they um, recognize Startup Hustle as the uh, worksite employer. And so both of us are reported, and I, that allows me to offer benefits and services and risk management resources to all of the employees at the client level. Well, as a PEO, that helps us mostly get better deals on benefit, or what, what all is the benefit to the company and the employees? Why? What's in it for them? Sure. They can have access to large group plans on health, which mm -hmm. is obviously a big need in, in, in every city in the country right now. But that can also be things like 401k. Small businesses have sometimes no access to a retirement plan, but they can participate in a large group plan through the PEO. Um, compliant HR services, it's, it's hard to do that on your own. So again, having buying into a large group like Lever One, you're paying a fraction of the cost that you would to go out and try and reinvent the wheel for your own business as an individual business. I think that's important. You know, when you talk about scaling your business and you're a startup and you have three employees, you don't have an HR department. And that's where businesses like yours are really vital to the small business community because you, you can capitalize on big company value, like you said, like with the PEO. And that's right. like, so what that is, is you kind of break that down. It's just a whole bunch of people in one pool that can leverage the power of, of like a large company buying health insurance for 10,000 people, right? That's right. It's And it's not just the price, it's access. Right. So right, right. small businesses have to pay on the age banded system right now through the Affordable Care Act. And they, they, do, don't have they look a lot more at your pre-existing previous health history, right? Where if you go this other way, they don't. Um, so if you, as a small business owner, you can go out on the market and you're just going to pay based on your age and demographic that that's, okay. that's your only option. When you join a PEO, you're going to go through underwriting and be tiered and pay based on your perceived usage. And it, in most I cases see. is much more effective. In addition, we have the buying power of the, of it the depends on scale. if your employees are healthy or not though, then right. Um, yeah, the the pricing will be based on the underwriting. It's not just health; it's demographic and, okay. and usage and things like that. Because, like, when it, we've tried to do that, Stackify, and it we didn't end up being able to do it because we had a couple employees that have weird health issues or mm. whatever, and then. I think every PEO has different criteria of who they they 
they want to, to bring in. It's a full risk assessment. There's employment practice liability insurance that also is co- that covers all the clients. And so we have a lot of due diligence that we need to do to make sure we're bringing like-minded business owners together yeah. that want to create something that's sustainable. So, if not, if you just dump everybody in, it's just like the 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 Affordable Care Act, the open yeah. market, by year two, it's it's blown up again. So is, is there a movement these days towards PEO or away from it? Uh, towards. Towards? Okay. Absolutely. I think a lot of people that haven't provided health care for an employee don't realize how expensive that that can get in a hurry. And then there's such a wide variance. Like uh, the cost of employing a 24-year-old male compared to a 58-year-old female is like remarkably different. I mean, like substantially, and it doesn't mean that, like two X difference, uh, mm-hmm. probably more like five, mm-hmm. uh, because the 18 to 24 year old male, well, I think they're, they don't have the same kind of health issues, but I think a lot of them just don't even go to the doctor right. Right. Be what the issue is right. now. They don't use it at all. And it is what it is. So, you know, some of those things can be a little shocking, but why is it important to lever uh, a company like lever one? into your business because if you want to try to have the best people you have to have access to this kind of stuff i mean there's only so far you're going to go with the true startup bootstrap mentality like no we don't have a health plan no we don't have you can't hire top talent yeah if you if you don't have similar benefits i mean you're you're in a you're in an arms race with big companies that have a, a, well, first off, they might pay more than you. They might have a more stable track record. And, and, you know, think about it, you know, any, any time you're going to offer someone a job, now let's just theoretically say uh, you offer me a job, Matt, here at Startup Hustle for $10 million an episode. I'm not sure if that's enough. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk to Jill and I'm going to say, Hey, I got offered $10 million an episode. I think, but I think that there's a way for this to really grow. Now here's the problem. I'm not going to get healthcare. I'm not going to have a retirement plan. It's a, it's a startup. And she's going to say, well, that other place is offering you $15 million an episode. Am I being too optimistic here? Hands-free work environment. But yes. And yes. And they have an HR department and all this other stuff. And you start looking at it. And, and what well, what have we learned in, at, with our employees in the Philippines? They favor stability. They yeah, want sure. to feel like there's security, that they're going to not just walk in and be like, oh, company's gone. And, you know, that, that, you know, these are the kind of things that when you, that adults care about Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I, and I've had this in, uh, with our own employees, it's like, you know, people don't want to feel like they are in an insecure situation, but with that, there's so much to know. Like there's like, I mean, good Lord, the amount of like, just all the stuff all the eight quote HR stuff from everything from insurance to payroll, to risk assessment, to workman's comp, to things you need to do when you recruit and all that stuff. And it, you can't, it, you need experts to keep up on all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Am I right? That's right. You're right. I think the hardest part is firing somebody. Do I fire him for cause, not for cause? Do I give him severance, not <clears throat> give him severance? I feel how do like, I, how do I make sure I don't get sued? I yeah. feel like that's gotten easier in some regards, like just meaning like 10 years ago, um, or even 20 years ago, it was way more litigious. And now states mm-hmm. are largely moving towards the, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know why. Does that work for at, right? At, 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 will, at, will, at will employment. At will. And that's because like everybody was getting sued for everything every time. Now that doesn't mean that you're not protected from acts of discrimination, but 
it did kind of make things a little more flexible. What so do you think about to that? Be fear, fearful. I think that at will it is is a crutch that business owners think works in their favor, and I'm still seeing employees sue sure. and go to the EEOC for one thing, even though the business owner, in most cases wholeheartedly thought they were firing them for a a performance type issue, but it may have coincidentally come along the same time that same employee um, made a complaint about their manager or or mentioned something about a health condition or anything else that the business owner is may not even aware of and certainly didn't correlate it to this employee's poor performance, but the employee, uh, you know, um, justifiably or not thinks otherwise and moves forward with the claim. And there are plenty so, of attorneys who are willing to take that claim. So I should have been filing complaints about Matt this whole time on the podcast. Yeah. I Every episode. I haven't documented anything though. I haven't written anything down. I haven't documented anything. It, was that important? I was supposed to do that, right? Yeah. Just keep making notes Is that and, and telling him that, that you're uncomfortable and you don't want him to keep touching you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's true, though. And I think, you know, I, I, I joke about that, but pay attention because I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that, that young businesses make is they don't create any like, you know, you sit down like someone's done a terrible job mm-hmm. and you might say, hey, Matt, I need you to stay awake during the podcast. And you're like, OK. Yeah, actually, you've documented that a lot on the podcast. <laughs> My the yawning, yawning on the podcast. Yeah. That's been well documented. 23. 23 times. That's it. Yeah. But I've reset this like five times because guess what? I keep giving you another chance. Yeah. And the thing is, but I didn't document it. So now when I want to fire you for yawning, now, fortunately we've recorded these incidents and we could go back and show some effort. But if you didn't do that, you could be in a position of liability, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's just such a, a disconnect between when a manager thinks that they've had really great communication or mm-hmm. they think the job duties were so clearly outlined, like not falling asleep. Um, and then the employee fails, but the employee very well may just not know that yeah. that's your impression. Nobody yeah. wants to have those confrontations. People shy away from giving poor performance evaluations. They shy away from giving write-ups and that constructive yep. feedback because it's hard. Yeah. And they just want to hope and try and encourage that the employee is going to do better. And then all of a sudden they get to their breaking point and they're ready to fire them. And they're like, well, wait, you gave me a good performance evaluation. You gave me a raise. You get, you know, you invited me to all these fun things that must be for something else. So, so is it easy for an employee to say, Hey, you say you fired me for bad performance, but in my defense, you didn't correctly define my job duties and therefore I wasn't fired for the right way. And I can sue. Is it that easy? It, it, it's that easy, but tr- the, more likely they come back and say, you fired me because I was a woman. You fired me because I said I had this condition I, and all these other things. And you're like, well, yeah, I heard you say that, but that's not why I fired you. And you have very little proof to show mm-hmm. otherwise. So again, it's just a disconnect between the, the opposing um, opinions of why the termination happened. And you have very little to back yourself up, right. even if you were well-intended. And this is back to that why, especially in an early stage situation, it's good to use companies like Lever One. That's right. Where, where do we find you? Where can we contact you? LeverOne.com. Is that the number one or spelled out? It's the numeric one. Okay. LeverOne.com. And we're out. out. Yeah, we're out in the community speaking a ton. But I want to get back to one of your original uh, comments about the cost of healthcare and, and a small entrepreneur it absolutely affects the recruitment efforts and the retention efforts of of highly talented people who can, who are going to have multiple job offers in today's environment. 
I can't stress enough for the entrepreneur and the startup company, when you're pricing your product based on using 1099 contractors, that is not going to be an effective budget when you start having W-2 yep. employees owing employer tax, yep. workers' compensation, and four to $600 a month in benefits. Yep. If you have not built that in, and most don't because they can't start out by offering that, but you have to build that into the pricing of your product or it is a such a huge leap to all of a sudden start building that in when your product and your clients and your pricing is already set. Yeah. And that's a good point. Um, you know, we, we, I, when I do a business plan or review something, I just bundle all that into what I call a burden rate, yeah. which is the common term for it. And think about it. It's called a burden rate for burden. a reason because it's a burden and it's a burden on your payroll. Now it's also a reality on my, your payroll. My burden is just Matt. Right. I can see that. If Matt did a better job of staying awake, can I fire him for being a man? I want some diversity in here. No. Mm. Can I fire him because I don't like his haircut? No. Can I fire him for being white? No. Those I'm are not. I'm surprised you can't at least do that. Those are those are not <laughs> good reasons to turn it, Matt. I'm sure well, we could come up with some others. I know it sounds like all those things sound really stupid, but like there's like weird stuff going on around that, and you know I think that that's one of the things that I. I mean I'm not going to lie. I hate HR. Cause it's like, it's, it's, and I mean that in the most loving way, like, cause anytime in my world as a CEO or company or it, it, when HR gets involved is because there's a problem. Right. Now I do like the HR people that make the problem, not be a problem that I'm dealing with. But yeah, I think that, that, you, you know, establishing that work culture and it sounds so juvenile, but you have to lay the rules out. Matt, I'm going to need you to stay awake on every podcast. Wow, you seem surprisingly alert now. Do you see how that worked? Right. Give him the wow. feedback. Wow. Matt, I think you are doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. If you could be on time from now on, I would appreciate it. Is that how you do that? That's right. We okay. started with he's doing a great job. So I like the compliment. I thought sandwich. you were going to do like the shit sandwich thing. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe instead of saying he's doing a great job, give him specifics. He's really good at we, X, Y, and Z, but the areas really, to improve are <laughs> X, Y, and Z. You're really good at mixtape, Matt. And I feel that it brings a lot to the show. But if you could find a way to vote more fairly. So that, but I can't tell them how to vote, can I? No, vote more fairly so that we have a good representation or or whatever. I feel that you thinking that Lent Biscuit, or is it Lent Biscuit? You're making me feel uncomfortable. Oh, man. That's a fair statement, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need to take a couple of days off. Okay. And you talk know, to a therapist about this. So that's another thing, too, that's always been a hot topic, you know, not only here, but in our office in the Philippines is things like, uh, you know, time off. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that do you help advise your clients on like what market standards are like we do and, and everybody does it different right. everybody there's a big push to do unlimited paid time off That's how a big is that push. is that even a thing it's a big thing and it's really attractive to incoming employees to think that they get unlimited paid time off that doesn't mean you still don't have to abide by calling out sick excessive absenteeism and you know pre-planning vacations so but wait, even technically do that. Uh, that it sounds like the most absurd thing i've ever heard in my life mm -hmm. as a business but, owner just being honest but, but when people but when companies do unlimited pto do do the employees actually end up taking less vacation 
studies do show that. Yes. There you go. But I, uh, here's the thing though, is, is you would have to have some kind of performance-based culture there. That's like, right. Now, if you're in a results-oriented job, all right. So when I worked for Roland, the, uh, if I made my sales numbers, they did, they literally told it. They said, I don't, my boss said, I don't care where you are, who you're with, what you're doing. If you make your numbers, call me from the 18th hole of the golf course in Hawaii and tell me you hit it. And I'm cool with that. Like they weren't concerned as much. And maybe that wasn't an accurate representation. I mean, they wanted us to be involved with our accounts and you kind of had to do that to make the numbers, but that it was very performance driven and they i was i was, didn't just double your numbers and then the next month try and hold you accountably no no they <laughs> didn't no, no, the no, no, no. no they were and and you, well okay that so that company was uh it was japanese and they had they had uh they, there's a very performance driven nature about japanese business you know like they're in the factories they're you know they have they had quotas and expectations mm. and they just want to see like certain things like not be roadblocked because you're not there because you have unlimited PTO. Right. So how do you, if you did that with a company, I mean, is there someone that isn't going to, they're just going to be like, I'm doing my unlimited PTO or do you have to have a, you have to have some kind of counterbalance to that, right? Yeah. You can still have guidelines about taking time off. You just don't have to worry about the bank, the number, the total. Hmm. And from all the research that I have read, the employees who abuse that policy of which you're talking about and what the fear is, are it's the same as if you had a, a, a bank and a, a depletion number and those people still abuse that as well. So um, it's popular. Weird. Yeah. It's hard, that seems hard to manage too. But that's what we say. do at Stackify. We don't, we have unlimited PTO. Really? We should just do it in Cebu. Yeah. I'm going to delete that out of this. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Um, I'm going to write you up for that right now, Matt. <laughs> Matt says that. I'm the one that would have to deal with that. Right. Um, thanks. No. <laughs> Am I allowed to tell Matt he's an asshole on the show? Is that against if, the if rules? that's the culture and that's how you talk to everybody. It is. Well, no, I don't talk to the guests like that. Only Matt. Oh, okay. That well, that's all right. But let's, let's put a play on that because let's say this is our business. And technically right now you would be our client. Okay. So do you, I mean, is it? I think that that's something I've always told my employees. I'm like, you don't have to take abuse from a client. And so we used to own a, a a ticket brokerage and, you know, people would sometimes call and get shitty about stuff. And I'm like, you don't have to take that. Mm -hmm. Someone's sitting there and they're calling you a son of a bitch. Like, I don't care if you do say, Hey, listen, I don't have to take your shit. Mm -hmm. Hang up the phone. You don't have to take abuse or whatever. Now, what are, what are guidelines around that? Cause some people are, are real pricks to clients that don't deserve it. Right. So where does, where does some guidelines around that come in? Sure. Uh, you employees can be harassed by vendors, client, yeah. vendors, right? right? The UPS guy walking in the door can harass them, yeah. clients or other employees. Yeah. And so the key to any sort of HR situation, really the golden rule is creating an environment where employees feel comfortable bringing that complaint forward. Yeah. And mm. then when they bring it forward, because you can't be, you can't know all things that go on for all people, all times of the day. And you can't know how it may offend them, right? This may be a culture and a language that you use and everybody thinks it's funny until the one day the one person doesn't think it's funny. And that's valid for right, them. Right. So 
as long as they feel comfortable bringing it forward and you treat that complaint with um, legitimacy and, and really look into it and bring in an HR per, you know person to give some third party insight, then then it's okay, right? You you can't prevent all things yeah. from all people, but yeah. what you can do is create a safe culture for your employees and then react to their complaints with professionalism and and help them through a resolution that they feel comfortable with. So let's let's shift the topic a little bit. You guys help uh, your clients work with risk things involving risk. And this is insurance. That's right. Um, I think that a mistake that a lot of people make is they don't like some people start a business. They don't even think about that. That's They're right. Like, I, the, my business needs to have insurance on it. Um, if you're a service provider or you do specific things, eventually someone's going to ask you for that policy. That's right. Um, it's probably not good to have the inception date on that to be the same day that they asked. But where do you where do you see that kind of stuff going and what's a good way that that a startup can cover themselves? Meeting with a great insurance professional on the business side is going to be critical because every industry is going to require something different. But it's common that I have a client, certainly in the startup arena, that shows up for a contract, shows up to to bid on a project, and they're like, hey, I need a safety manual. I need a, a proof of work comp. I need X, Y, and Z. And yeah. It has to be a million dollars in coverage, and it has to hit these certain thresholds. Yep. Well, if you just log on and buy the state minimums, you really need to think that through. Is that really enough coverage to protect you? We've had customers that have required certain levels of yeah. insurance. Yeah, That's same, right. same at full scale. I mean, you're, you're referring to Stackify, right? Yeah, it's Stackify. Yeah, mm -hmm. and at full scale, we've had the same. And, you know, with that, you know, we have to deal with that internationally too. Mm -hmm. So like at our office in the Philippines, like the, we the, there's two tranches of, of background checks that people go through. You know, you want to talk about weird HR situations. I mean, we have to we have to be aware of that, not only here, but also like foreign country. Right. And it's, uh, it's, it, people ask me a lot. They're like, well, what's it like doing business in the Philippines? I'm like, it's the same, but different. Sure. And it's like really, I mean, it's like 80% the same, but that 20% that's different and how that relates to other things. Now this will probably make your head spin. So it's very common for me to, they don't call it resume. They call it CV curriculum vital. Yeah. And that's the most Latin that I will ever speak on the show, but they will put their marital status, their weight. Sometimes I've seen blood type, hmm. um, religion pictures, pictures. Um, like, I mean, I've seen one that had like the, all of them. I, I wish I'd saved it. Cause it was like, not only, it was like the double grand slam of HR violations and some of the stuff that you know, I've seen from interview notes, I've like replied, I'm like, I, I understand this might not be a big deal there, but we wouldn't talk about that here. Well, and it's, it's insane there as an employee, uh, like for us, like if we want to hire somebody and I don't know exactly what we do, but I've seen this from other companies in the Philippines, like the employees get like a giant checklist of like the first day of work, they have to have like these like 10, 12, 15 different things. We have yeah. that. Yeah, it's crazy. It. It's it's required. It's, it's insane. It's not just us. It's not someone it's, else. It's like, I mean, some of it's uh, some of it's just cultural norm. Well, it's things to like like uh, like a tuberculosis mm. certification. You have, to have like a medical exam. Yeah. What do you guys having them do over there? Everything. No, these. <laughs> this is literally the norm. Okay, just for any it, sort it of is, even it clerical is, it is computer a, work. It is a office workplace standard for specific things um, that now 
so they have the NBI, which is kind of like the FBI. So they do a background check. Now that isn't necessarily required, but some of the health things are. Sure. And uh, it's so weird because like, I believe if they fail that the health stuff, we don't have to hire them, right? Uh, no, they can't even come to work. That's like a general, like, cause the thing like with TB, which is tuberculosis, uh -huh. and that's not something we really deal with here, but it, you know, not everybody there in some of these countries has that access to not all of that is, is eradicated the same uh -huh. way that it has been here. And that's highly contagious and someone coughing with tuberculosis mm -hmm. infection in your workplace. But I, I think they also collect urine, blood, and fecal samples. I don't know if they do that. Yeah, I think they do. I'm going <laughs> to put that down. I'm, I'm making a list. That could be fun just to try fecal. here. I know. I remember I'm making... they were doing that in our office. I'm making a Remember? List. I'm writing our handbook as we go. They were doing that in our office. Because like, yeah, I mean, if you're no. going to do it for one, you better do it for all. No, for the record, we do not do a fecal <laughs> sample at the full scale office in Cebu. <sighs> you may want to bring in a professional for that if you, if you start doing it. That, no, I think that was like the wellness screening. That there's a, there's like a thing that they, I mean, there is like a physical of sorts, that's but that's was. standard. It's, hmm. and these are, that the, wasn't HR. That was a wellness screening, have huh. you, I'm, but they were doing, fecal well, screening. we're going to start, we're going to start doing those here. <laughs> yeah, I've been be my first client that but, does that. By the way, I'm writing a, I'm writing our manual. So you, you are required <laughs> to stay awake at the podcast. You get unlimited PTO, which you have been taking advantage of, sir. Yeah, I have been, sir. Yes. And we're going to collect fecal samples, no not only from us, <laughs> but from the guests. Okay. Um, I don't know what we're going to do with them. <laughs> and remember, uh, I've learned something that is similar when you have kids and you're ever wondered if you ever ask the question, is that chocolate? Just assume it's not. Mm. <laughs> so is that fair? It's a yes, fair. fair. Do you, do you have yes. kids? I do have kids. I'm not supposed to ask you that in an interview though, am I? Well, it, you're not going to fire me for it. Well, you don't know. We have some pretty strict guidelines. No kit. <laughs> but yeah. these are these are things I just think some people don't don't get, you yeah. know, and like you have to, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's I understand the reasons that a lot of the guidelines are in place and they seem like there's such common sense uh -huh. in some regards and then maybe they don't. Well, to so. your comment about kids and recruitment, there are so many laws around that. And the, the number one thing to remember there is is just focus on the job. Everybody yeah. in today's market wants to know about culture and wants to know about fit. And so they genuinely just want to get to know the person. And that's such a fair, well-meaning idea. But the problem is, is that they start to collect data that's not relevant to them being able to complete the job. You can't ask where they live, if they have a family. Right. It, and it's just not good. It's just not, they, if, if the candidate reveals that, okay, okay. And then move back to questions about the job. And, and you can, if you pre-plan, you can get creative with some job-related questions, get the employee talking about scenarios or things that they've dealt with in the past that will reveal their personality and, yeah. and, and if they'll be a culture fed. See, this is why I have an issue with that. So, and just saying that like you mentioned like where they live. Mm -hmm. If you live night, if you have a 90 minute we actually do ask that in mm. the Philippines. We can because some, some of our employees like come in like two hours away. Wow. And that's tough. Yeah. You know, that's tough. Like eventually that's going to wear you out. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about like a four, a, a four, I would, would you come do the show if you had a two hour each no. way drive? I know. Like, and it's, but we have a lot of employees in Cebu that do some, I mean, I, most of the average commute is around an hour. 
I mean, way. to go five miles Dude, there takes like an hour. So. That's why. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> we did a little a little yeah. polling. Yeah, you know, and some of that was just our own. Um, all right, so actually, that's a good topic. So, you know, one of the things we just started doing was, and it's so easy to administer. We got some, we but I installed an app in Slack that let me do some unanimous polls, mm. and it's very transparent. It mm-hmm. shows the people there, and I I did it after my last visit to follow up some questions. You know, like mainly because. You know, we, all right. So we had our employees express that they would have liked to have done. They would want more educational education stuff, more training. So the question was, is and I thought this would. I thought one answer would win. So would you prefer English language classes? Would you prefer leadership or work life balance? So which one do you think won in the Philippines? And it was overwhelming. English language. It was leadership. Yeah. Hmm. Like overwhelming, like almost like, and uh, English came in last. Hmm. Now they all have a high, pretty high level of English proficiency Already. there, but it was like, I think we had around a hundred votes and probably 75 of them were for leadership training. Yep. And, and that was not, I, I picked the same thing. Would you have picked English? Me? No. I don't. <laughs> I'm adding something to the list. I, I would have, I would have taken the Bisaya class. We tried that on an episode. So. No, but I meant, would you have assumed that English, the English courses would have won? No. You wouldn't have? No. Okay. So I thought that that would be widely popular, but the reason I put the poll out there was because we're going to do some stuff and I wanted to collect information. I want to know what they want to do, not what I want you to do. Right. So some of that stuff is just basic data and collecting it. So, you know, about 15 minutes ago, I hurt my back. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do the podcast. You're fired. I know, but I want my 10 million an episode because you already hired me. That's fine. So, but I think I hurt myself here on the job. That's kind of a big thing, right? I know a place that does workman's comp. You know a place that does workman's comp. Yeah. What the the fuck does that even mean? Well, I'll have you call Matt Condren. (laughs) Okay. I don't even know who that is either. Who's our guest? It's not Crondren. Oh, yeah. Condon? Yes. Condon, sorry. I'm just giving you a hard time. Hi, Matt. How do you, hi. (laughs) That was when we had Matt, Matt, and Matt. Matt, It wasn't confusing. You'd be like, so Matt. Um, No more Matts. No more Matts, yes. uh, uh, (laughs) This is discriminatory. We will not hire you based on your name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't pass our uh, our checklist, no. So, but Workman's Comp is something that's, um, you know, and the, by the way, the face of that has changed. You look at things like repetitive use injury That's and, right. and just weird Purple stuff that like, and... didn't seem to be a deal. And now my mom had that really bad. My mom was a flight attendant for TWA. Yeah. I am and, having a lot of carpal tunnel. I, right. I don't know if I can do this podcast anymore. Right. It, she got it from holding that, that darn cart and like pushing it around for 20 years or like something. Really? And she said, that's what it, she, oh. I mean, now she didn't file workman's comp, but some people do that. Now that is a real thing. Um, if you're not doing your payroll service correctly and maybe take, it's a percentage of your revenue or. A- That's right. So every state and every job has its own class code and each class code has a cost associated with some, some really smart actuaries perceived risk of doing that job. And so you're, again, you want a good HR person and a good insurance person to make sure you are classified correctly because everybody loves to put people in that 8810 class code. Um, what does that mean? It's just the kind of the cheapest option out there. Clerical, clerical workers, 8810. Um, 
That's and, what I am. And, yeah. You are my secretary yeah. here on the show, yeah. so yeah. we're good. We're good there. But there are um, that may not be appropriate for certain businesses and certain industries, and so really making sure what your people are doing is reflected on your insurance policy so that if they do get injured, you have adequate and proper coverage. Okay. Well, that's good to know. By the way, I've added something out. We're having no shirt Mondays. Okay. Because I need you to dress a little sexier at work, man. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I probably would have a problem with that. Dang it. I'm like, oh, for 50 today. That's kind of like you playing Rochambeau against me. Right? But so yeah. you're doing good. Somebody expresses a, a, a problem and you, you react appropriately. <laughs> Do I? So far? <laughs> well, that'll work out great because I've been taking a lot of naked selfies on your couch in your office mm. when you're not here. Do you post them on the company computer? <laughs> I put them as the background on his phone. Okay. They're shared. Yeah. They're shared. <laughs> That's appropriate, right? Uh, it sounds like this is something personal between the two of you. So, you know, as long as you're, Matt, you're okay with it. That is unwanted. And I would like you go. to quit doing that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So, but, you know, and you keep getting back and then we're, you know, maybe we, and I don't want to make a joke of the matter because, you know, if this, if some of this is going on in your world and it's made you uncomfortable or whatever, that's shitty. Like, and it really is. That's and right. like, we're, and I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to cheapen the, the situation because it is serious. And like, we're, we're kind of making fun of it because quit being dumb people. Like right. those of you that are doing the dumb shit, can you quit being dumb? Right. There were laws created because people were doing I'm adding that. Doing this, what you call quote well, unquote. Well, quit being dumb. Right. One, of, one of my best examples of this is like, you know. Show this to the YouTube listeners. See, it's a real list. Yep. It's like people are allowed to wear flip-flops at work until somebody trips down the stairs wearing flip-flops. And then there's a new rule. Nobody's allowed yeah. to wear flip-flops. Like well, that's the world we live in of how laws until, and rules Yeah, I mean, even more common than the injuries is that somebody has really gross, smelly feet mm. and, you know, is clipping their nails at the desk and they're flying to the next desk. I've been desk. doing that at your desk, that's, by the way. That's what we see a lot of is just common sense workplace yeah culture and then so that employee makes that complaint hey his feet are really gross and he's clipping his nails and then guess who has to deal with it you if do. you don't have hr it's the business well, owner and and then you get it then the business owner's uncomfortable they say the wrong things or they don't really even want to confront the issue yeah. and so it just kind of spirals out of control so, so what is what is one of the like craziest hr things you've ever heard of like weirdest she came Love in to do story. this po a podcast with two people that she didn't want to mention. She doesn't want <laughs> yeah. to mention. I uh, craziest. I don't know. I would say that the number one thing we see is that people people make complaints, and it seems unfounded, and it seems ridiculous. It seems like it has nothing to do with the business and HR, and so their complaints are shrugged off. And yeah, the next thing you know, yeah. that turns into a lawsuit. And yeah. so that's more, I don't really, I don't, I can't think of how I could change a specific example to make it, you know, anonymous enough for this podcast. But, but we see that a lot. We see people have made us what we think is silly or frivolous or, oh, they're just saying that or it, you got to make sure people are heard yes then that, and, that's and a big thing yeah and, that's a big and, thing yeah. that, that i was you know that i and going you know the bulk of our employees are in cebu and i was there so i do a town hall meeting and i answered 120 questions wow it took two and a half hours wow. like they submitted them and they put them in a box and and i went through and i skipped over the ones that were repetitive but you know, and, and I told him ahead of time, I said, look, if you submit the question, like be prepared to sit through the answer. And I went through, cause you know, the thing is, is people were putting stuff in there and some of them were funny too. Like one of them was like, hello, Matt, do you drink? Want to get wasted? 
And I answered the question. I said, no, I don't drink a whole lot. That's been a long week. Maybe. You know, and just going down the list, but a lot of them were like, you know, what are the, you know, related to things like, you know, what, what are the growth prospects and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you get in there, but it was that I read every single question and I answered every single question because what might not seem like a big deal to you might really be a big deal to an employee. Right. And, and you have a different, everyone has a different perspective on stuff and, you know, it's, and now doesn't mean you have to agree with it or change the way your company does business because of everything. No, but let people be heard. That's great that advice. Solves a lot of problems yeah. right there, right? Yep. In 20 years plus of doing HR, I've never had an employee complain and say, my CEO talks to me too much. They, they just share way too much information, right? You've never, they, you've never worked at full <laughs> scale then. <laughs> That's true. Did but, I just penalize you three times for no reason? I think so. It's okay. Just Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, but yeah, the more you can communicate, the more people can be heard. They don't want to feel wronged. That's typically when a lawsuit happens is they feel wronged. They feel like they express themselves. They were unfairly treated to the point where they feel like they need to file a lawsuit. Now, by the way, I did that on purpose because you feel like you're being treated unfairly now, right? I do. So, I mean, and that's I didn't a, do anything to deserve that. So that's a whole nother thing too. Is like, all right. I need and, to talk and to my I, mommy. I, I think, <laughs> I think as we kind of, you know, like round this down, wind this down and, and wrap things up, like, I, you know, we, we've gone this, this up and thanks for coming in. Yeah. You thanks for having me. Get all the real answers you want about HR from lever one. And go to lever1.com. Um, and, you know, like like I said, I, I think really, uh, by the way, number one on the list of the company policies just says quit being dumb, Matt. And mm -hmm. that might be written to me. I think that's a good one. Yeah, goal. that is a good one. If you could that accomplish is really that. <laughs> I like that one. Make good progress. I'm, I'm also in the spirit of fairness, mainly because I don't like, I have a poor self-image. I'm removing no shirt Mondays. I was excited about that. <sighs> I mean. I mean, does open. that mean we're on the beach too? No, Maybe. Well, maybe that would, that's a tough question, yeah. but you know, if I'm in Cebu, it's no shirt Monday. There, there's yeah. a lot of these things too. You know, I, I, I did, and I hang on, you just got penalized again, but you have to be careful too. Like with some of these things is, is, and that's where I think companies like, you know, an HR consultancy can really help you try to establish, all right, you have to look at what am I going for with my company? Like, where do I want to be when we have, 10 people when we have 30 and when you have 150 mm -hmm. and your company grew really fast and much like ours, like right. when we were a 20 person company on March 15th last year, and now we have um, 180 employees Wow! and, and they're worldwide wow. and it's a lot to manage and there's two different, you know, work cultures and sets of HR rules and stuff like that. So you, I think what's important is you sit down and you think about where you, and Matt and I did this, we did this like really early in the process. Matt, you remember this when we were just kind of established like the few things, like we, we were like five or six things that we were going to make sure we never did. We did not want our office in Cebu to feel like a call center, right? Like, meaning like elbow to elbow, absolutely. like, and we wanted it to be open and wide, like tall ceilings, windows. We wanted to be, ha for you to have space and to feel like free, like not like I'm crunched in, like yeah. I'm cattle. Um, one of the other things was we wanted to make sure that, um, you know, that our, that our employees had good equipment to work yep, on. Absolutely. Um, so we have gone to an insane 
level of expense because there's because it creates frustration and there's a sense of pride and also it's just you know little stuff like that um we wanted to collaborate have a collaborative environment where people would feel free to speak up and be critical mm-hmm. you know problem and solution kind of stuff um and really we wanted to make sure that we had the top people that we could get. And so in order to do that, we had to do all the things I just mentioned, but we also had to have good benefits. We have the best ones that we can get. And some of that we've continued to revise. Like I just, uh, um, uh, upped the personal time off by five days Nice per, but you got to get to the one year point. So a big deal, but it was, and, and by the way, I did that because I was listening to what everyone was, was saying and, and trying to be competitive, but being fair. But at the same time, then the next question was, well, why only after a year? Cause it wouldn't be fair to the people that helped pioneer and blaze the trail going forward. Now, maybe we will back that down to a new employee at some point, but I wanted to be fair to the people that had gone a year sure, and a year and a half. And I handed out a bunch of certificates that for people for one year of service and thank you very much. And, you know, I wanted to be fair to them too. So, you know, some of that is that constant state of adjustment and making changes for what is now a 180 person company compared to 20. So um, really what good planning does, anything from insurance to employee handbooks and guidelines. And by the way, don't write those yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just download them off the internet and assume they're good. Right. That's right. I can't do that. No. Okay. But, you know, and do that and then make sure that you don't get through an entire episode of Startup Hustle without playing mixtape. I was worried you were going to break that HR policy. I know. Yeah. And I feel like Erica really wants to play mixtape. Have you played mixtape before? No. You're, go- I, you're going to. I'd like to. It's mandatory now. Okay. I'm putting that on the list. More mixtape. Mixtapes, mon- mixtape Mondays. There we go. And even though it's Friday. <laughs> I don't know what day of a week this is going to come out. Okay. So mixtapethegame.com. Um, by the way, I will give you a copy of Mixtape because guess what? Joel Johnson, the creator of Mixtape, has 50 decks for us to give our guests. Wow. Cool. I'm going to catch up with you on that one. Okay. We're not here yet, but, I, but I'm going to. Okay, so I pulled, I've pulled a card out of the Mixtape deck. I will read a scenario. We will all name a song. Matt's acting as if he's going to take notes here. Um. You cannot answer Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit is a band, not a song. And also, while we're establishing the rules ahead of time, Fuck You by CeeLo Green has been banned as an answer because it works for almost any card, okay. effectively. Is that a good job predefining the guidelines? Yes. Thank you. Okay. I Technically, I should get you guys to sign something, but I don't have time. So, all right. So, I'm going to read a scenario. We're going to pick a song. We will vote for the, who the winner is. And with that, you cannot vote for yourself. This is a beautiful, I'm pulling winning cards these days. The best song for a women's, a woman's rights march. Hmm. Proud Mary. Mm, It's a good one. Uh... I'm going with man. I feel like a woman by Shania Twain. I'm just going to vote for that. I give up. (laughs) Working nine to five. That was your answer yesterday. It was. That was my answer yesterday. Did you really? God, I don't even. All right. I'm going to vote. Did you vote for me? Yeah. But I want to vote for her. Who are you voting for? Not me. You. So we'll have a winner. (sighs) There we go. I know. But she wanted to fire the money again. She can. Do you still want to? I do. She she said that uh, before we recorded that. 
she wants to take the uh, take a money gun for promotional reasons for where was it just all of our trade shows or a payroll company Uh oh broke the money gun oh my gosh <laughs> by the way can i fire myself for being old because i had a hard time seeing which way the batteries went out hmm. sure <laughs> you can fire yourself oh i can by the way, if you own the company and you fire yourself, you cannot collect unemployment benefits. Hang on. Here we go. Let's go ahead. Fire it at Watson. Oh, man. That was beautiful. If you want to see Matt Watson getting shot in the face with a money gun, go to at Startup Hustle uh, Podcast on Instagram. I wouldn't touch that money. Yeah, there's a lot of glitter all over it. <laughs> It's all over my face now. <laughs> it looks good, Matt. It looks good. Anyway, as we kind of round this out, first off, yes, I won mixtape. I feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like a winner, though. Hmm. I feel like it was Why like don't a, you sing a little bit of your song? Man, I feel like a woman. Didn't they, didn't, didn't Carrie Underwood like do a, like 10 seconds of that song she, during Shania a medley? Twain. But she did like a whole medley of like oh, all the all influencers. The, was think. that who that was? Yeah, she definitely had a Shania Twain song in there. I can't remember. She did a lot one. of different stuff. That's yeah. actually a pretty good show. Like it was I, good. I didn't, I don't know any Carrie Underwood songs. My wife did. Uh, did you have fun? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Really did you great meet? Time. Did you meet anybody else fun? Yes, all the people were fun. That's the sound of money, people. Wow. Yeah. What? Put it back in. Put the okay. money back in. So if you want to check out what uh, Erica does at Lever One, go to Lever, that's the number one, dot com. You can also make sure while you're out on the internets to go to fullscale.io. Do you guys have any social media or anything like that? We do. Lever there? One is on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. On the Twitters. Yeah, we tweet. I tweet. Erica Brune. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't do much tweeting. Mm-mm. No. You? Nope. How no. about a retweet? Yeah, that, well, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't do that either. <laughs> I, I mostly use LinkedIn. The only reason I ever tweet is because I connected it to my LinkedIn mm. and then it like tweets on its own. And mm. I'm not even sure I know. Yeah. DeCourcy Matt on Twitter, if you want to really see some really boring and un- uninteresting tweets. Anyway, make sure that you like, review, and subscribe. Um, we'd love to hear more about what you have to say about the podcast. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.